It's time to go over Keith Sanchez's wide receiver big board. How did the top 10 wide receiver rank? Is Keon Coleman over Roma Dunze? We're going to tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. Guys, I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And as always, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our every day. So I got to kick this introduction over to my brother, my partner in crime, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at the talent code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man, and here to bring you what championship-level contest around of the NFL Draft 24-7, 365, and what the other side to this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, where we talk everything college football, we talk everything NFL football, and like we like to say, it all starts with the NFL Draft with DP, man. You on a hot seat, right, with your running back rankings, and now I'm on a hot seat with my wide receiver rankings. So today's show, man, we're simply going wide receiver rankings one through ten. We're going to talk about where I have them ranked, the why, and would they be inflection points, right? Does 40 times matter with some of these guys or where I have them? And, you know, just really break down these prospects. So prepare, get prepared to have a fun show as we talk about the playmakers, the wide receivers. But, DP, before we get into that, man, let me hit them with a title sponsor. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Keith Sanchez's top 10 wide receivers, that big board. All right, we starting the new year off with a bang now. So we, number one, I think, Keith, we all know, Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver out of Ohio State. Number two. Your guy from LSU, your fellow Tiger, Malik Neighbors. Uh, you know, wide receiver from LSU, Malik Neighbors at number two. Number three, we have Rome Adunze, wide receiver from Washington. And at number four, we have wide receiver from Florida State, Keon Coleman. Keith, this is kind of, I think these are the big four, right? I don't even think that's really much, much debate to it. I don't think anybody else is in that discussion for that big four at wide receiver. And I think the the, the way it shook out is the way it kind of shakes out for a lot of people, Keith. But I want to talk about Keon Coleman for a second. It seems like he's lost some of his luster, right? Where mm-hmm. you think about the Clemson game, and he, he's out there mossing and, and, and win, you know, basically won the game. That was a game-winning touchdown, right? The, the ball, you know, the body control, the, the catch radius. I remember watching him against Kalen Carson, uh, cornerback from Wake Forest, and that was just a very fun battle between two high-level uh, players and two competitive guys. But Keith, in your opinion, I, I, I've seen crazy things when it comes down to Keon Coleman. People are like, man, I don't know. He's watching you five or six. They they worry about his speed. I've seen Nikhil Harry comps. Keith, talk to us. Talk to the family. Why are you still so high on Keon Coleman? Well, it seems like people are trying to sleep on my man. Yeah, I, and I'll, I'll start this conversation by saying, DP, I am not done with Keon Coleman to the fact that I don't know if he's 
gonna stay at wide receiver four in the sense of the fact that I may move him up, DP. He may climb up my board. And the reason is this: I want everybody to think about this, man. And and we can't do this in scouting, right? It, it can't be an out of sight, out of mind type situation, right? To where obviously we know how Keon Coleman's season ended with Florida State getting blown out by Georgia, right? Which he didn't play. But then previous that, right? They 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 lost Jordan Travis. So obviously his numbers, his production is going to factor into that, right? He's not going to have the same production. And that's why I always say, man, go cut the film on, grade the prospect and what the prospect looks like, right? And, and, and what I see, this is simply what I see, DP. I see a guy that's listed at 6'4", 215 pounds, right? I see short area quickness. I see a guy that's difficult to bring down, run hit that has run after the catchability, can run through arm tackles as a physical player. I see a guy that is excellent. At the catch point, DP, you're talking about 50-50 balls. He he probably has maybe some of the best contested catches in this entire draft class, DP. I see a guy that in moments, right, we talk about against LSU, but his first ever game playing with Florida State, I think, was it Louisville also? I can't remember. Showed ability to turn into a big plays, right? Like get across the middle of the field, break a tackle, and he takes that thing for the distance. So I'm not done with Keon Coleman by far. And I'm going to shift the conversation a little bit, right, because – that to be completely honest, and, and I'm about to ruffle a little, fellas, and, and I know people are going to say, Keep, you are crazy, right? He almost didn't finish behind Roma Dunze. I almost put Keon Coleman in front of Roma Dunze. And the reason at this moment was this that, and, and let's, that's with these first four, this is why I want to park the conversation, DP, is that I had questions with, I don't, I was trying to figure out what is Rome's athletic profile also. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think with those two guys, because they're, they're both bigger wide receivers, right? They're both 6'3", 215 pounds, somewhere in there, right? 6'3", 6'4", 215, 210, whatever. But it looks like Rome, in my opinion, DP, is a route runner and tempo guy to get open. I don't necessarily know if I just see a guy that is just explosive vertically and running past people either. So – the the and I'm a part and I'm gonna say this too. The forty time, the forty time is going to be big for both of these guys. Who's the who's the more explosive athlete? Uh, the combine period, the vertical jump, right? The, the 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 short shuttles that they have to do. Um, that that's that's gonna be a huge inflection point for for me, DP, for both of these guys because I can see where people may have questions with both players, right? But you can't, the talent is undeniable. They're both extremely talented football players. But like I said, with the Keon Coleman situation, DP, I don't want to sit there and just have the out of sight, out of mind situation to where when he was jumping over people against Clemson, we were like, oh, he could potentially be the best wide receiver. And then he didn't have a production down the stretch. So it's like, oh, no, he can't play football at all. It's like we can't we can't swing the pendulum that far, right? Like he didn't just forget how to go catch that 50-50 ball. No, Keith, and I think that's the that's the thing, and it's just, I think when when it comes down to those two guys, like you said, the forty times going to be big, right? And, and, and it's going to be all right. Where where do you land? I think for me, with Rome, like you said, he he's a route runner, he's a tempo guy, so smooth, silky smooth mm -hmm. in terms of his yep. movements and knowing how to generate and create separation. You know, he has a track background, and I think his in the hundred, he was like a ten six guy coming out of high school, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. So like, but I think with him. The reason why he's not a 10-3 guy is because he's more of a build-up speed guy. You know what I mean? He gets to that 40, 50 meters, and then he that strike can open up, and he can kind of start to, to separate. You know what I mean? I don't think, like you said, he's not a, his speed isn't immediate. He's not yeah, twitchy and, and explosive 
out the blocks, but he has the speed to separate down the field. Yeah, and no, and, and that's where I'm kind of at DP with that because that's the part I kind of struggle with, Rome. Like I, I do agree with you, he's more of a build up speed guy. And I just thought about man, if you put the Jair Alexanders, right? If you put the step the, the Stephon Gilmore's, if you put the Derek Stingley's in front of them, then what, right? Because if, if you don't get started fast against those guys, I don't know when you're going to get started, right? But <laughs> you have to look at the other side of the fence, DP, is that and, and well with Keon Coleman, I think Keon Coleman is a more sudden guy. I think he is, he does have that start stop ability, and I think it's immediately in his release, right? But the other side of that too is we watch a Puka Nakua, we watch a Cooper Cup, right? Uh, we watch some of these other wide receivers that to the way NFL offenses or design now with the motions, with the stack sets, with the bunches, right? To where these guys are not getting hands on, the the, diff, the the cornerbacks can't get hands on immediately. You don't necessarily have to worry about it as much because you're not yeah. dealing with as much static alignment wide receivers. But, man, this – this what you got to say? No, I was going to ask you. I'm going to say you can finish your thought, but I wanted to ask you before we transition. I wanted to get, like, is the gap between Malik Neighbors – and Rome and Keon, is it big for you? Is it kind of a? It's just decent, you know what I mean? No, it's I don't. I, to be honest, DP, I think Malik is 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 he profiles as the more explosive, right? When you cut his yeah, film 100%. on, he has the he has the most explosiveness. But no, it's just a matter of man getting these guys to the combine. I, I think the two, three, and four. I, I I think everybody can make an argument for every player at two, three, and four. I, I think it, it, it shouldn't be shut. I don't want it to be shut, DP. Uh, that, that's part of this process, right, is going through the process uh, because we've watched the film, right, and probably going to jump into the film one more time as we go through this process and still have, you know, the, the senior bowl, the combine, you know, the the the, uh, the pro days, things like that to kind of really get this all shuffled out. And then we still have to factor in, DP, in which we'll do a really good job post-draft, right, is who goes to the best situation. Hundred percent, and I, I I wanted to get that from you, Keith, because <clears throat> you know me right now. Rome is my art, my wide receiver too, but Malik is right there behind him, and then it's Keon. So it's like it, between now and the draft, this thing could shake out four different ways, Keith. So I, I'm I'm excited just for this process to continue. But I'm really excited to kind of to get into your rankings and, and get your get your whole thought process behind it all, man. Yep, with DP, let's keep going, man. We having these really dope conversations when in, in, in discussing these wide receiver rankings, man. This is the first time we reveal either one of us has real revealed our wide receiver rankings. So I want to keep going, man. I want to get into get into my wide receiver rankings five through seven. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question: What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn knows that your success depends all on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Guys, LinkedIn is not just another job board, okay? Let's get that out the way. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It is also why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Went through the first four, Keith, guys. Now, at number five, we have a Dame's Dude original, Xavier Leggett, wide receiver from South Carolina. At number six, 
out of Texas, Adonai Mitchell. And at number seven, Oregon's Troy Franklin. Keith, let me tell you something, man. You a man after my own heart, brother, because the CX man up at five. You know what I mean? I just, you know, it makes me happy, Keith, because I want to know I'm not on this island by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like going into the senior nah. bowl in two weeks and into this loaded wide receiver group, I think this is so interesting because wide receiver five, six, and seven, it's just a jumbo group of guys right now where you kind of got to go through game, you know, each game and, and, and kind of pick apart to figure out, all right, and again, of course, it's all preference to the I, who, who, how does this thing shake out? So for people who are, and I know one of the, when people see this, one of the first questions they're going to ask, why is Xavier Leggett over Troy Franklin for you? Yeah, no, nah, and, and and let's get into it, right? And, and the, the situation is that we are underrating what Xavier Leggett is, right? And it's more of the out of sight, out of mind situation. I want to remind people, just like Keon Coleman, because this is the thing is that we have to apply these things to all of these wide receivers, right? That we give we gave credit for Roma Dunes and saying he's a punt returner, right? And then go to the number four wide receiver. Keon Coleman returned multiple punts. <laughs> he returned multiple, he, he participates in that that element of the game, also is really good at it. And then Xavier Leggett, some of Xavier Leggett's first highlights as a South Carolina Gamecock is kick return, right? So you you see the explosiveness, man. You're talking about he's listed at 6'3 DP, and, and we talked about it maybe six two and a half, six two, but just to be that that 215 pound presence right and this is a guy that can play xy receiver he can handle press with ease he, he's he's physically stacked he's built right he can, he can run through um wide receivers he's great run after the catch ability so i just look at it and you, you it's i sometimes i look at these guys dp and, and obviously you know we have smaller wide receivers right you have your malik neighbors you have your gary wilson you have your chris Olaves, right but then the other side of that pendulum is these big physical guys, right, that are unstoppable, your A.J. Browns, your D.K. Metcalfs, right, these guys that that have that, that the Amari Coopers, right, that when they're going in the mismatches is when the mismatch, the, the matchup is not in your favor, there's nothing you can do about it, right? If you mm-hmm. don't have a DB to match up with them, you can call the game over, right? And and they just have the ability to win multiple ways. And I think that's what the upside is for Xavier again. And like I said, I put him at five. This is my statement of, like I said, I'm, I'm getting rid of, starting early on this, getting rid of the out of sight, out of mind situation, right? With let's go with the guys that we last seen play in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, that the, the maybe potentially quote unquote mainstream media is highlighting. It's like, let's get in and actually evaluate these draft prospects. No, a hundred percent. I think for me, uh, you know, I, I gave both of, you know, Xavier Leggett and Troy Franklin like a high second round grade, but mm-hmm. I have Xavier Leggett, uh, Leggett, <clears throat> excuse me, rated higher. And the reason why is because the strength, the, the, the power, the ability to fight through contact, the ability to, to just bounce off of a uh, bounce off of would be tacklers. But not only that, these, two, these are two different guys when it comes to the tracking the ball and making the play. Where, mm-hmm. where Troy Franklin is more of a look over the shoulder, wait for it to fall out of the sky, right? He's going to meet the rainbow at the end of the rainbow. That's the type of receiver he's going to be. He, he gets to the spot with ease and his speed, but he doesn't typically – he doesn't go up and get the football, right? So you think about playing a Derek Stingley. If you, if you assume that you're going to be able to wait for the ball to come out of the air on the 50-yard deep shot on the post, good luck. Because this is a four, this is a guy who I remember his last year or so they were talking about him potentially at LSU potentially playing both sides of the ball. He's got ball skills, so he will go up and take it from you. What you need to do is be proactive. 
and be like Xavier Leggett and go up and attack the ball at its highest point, I think he's probably going. I don't think probably. I think he's going to jump higher. You know what I mean? In terms of the vert, I think he'll jump further in like the broad jump. But the, I think it's like I said, we get to the combat, we had that discussion then. But just the physicality that Xavier Leggett brings to the wide receiver position that I'm not going to get from Troy Franklin, right? Troy Franklin is a good route runner. He has a good release package. Uh, I think his hands are good, but I feel like Leggett's hands are better. And again, a guy that is so untapped as a route runner, like even though he is listed as 6'1 to 6'3, we don't know the official measurement yet until we get to Mobile, being 220 plus pounds and still be able to sink and drop his hips the way he can to get in and out of breaks, like that's different, man. So for me, it's just like this young man has so much more growth to make where I think he could be a really high-end wide receiver. Now, I do. I feel the same way about Troy. I think he could be a high-end wide receiver, but I think he's more so going to be a guy that's going to live in the deep portions of the field with the right quarterback where, you know what I mean, you get him isolated, you know, one-on-ones and stuff like that. I just don't see a guy that consistently just wins through contact, and that bothers me because even if guys can't get their hands on you at the line of scrimmage, they can absolutely play chest to chest and attack the ball at the highest point with you. And if you can't make those plays and come down with it, I got problems with that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. That's why I say I, I actually at six three. Troy Franklin, yeah. he, he ain't tank down at five eight, five nine, five ten. <laughs> you six three, brother. I need you to play to that to that height and that and that arm length. Yep, no, nah, and I and I want to wrap up this this portion of the segment DP real quick. They're just highlighting AD Mitchell, man. And mm-hmm. this is the thing I, I think. A.B. Mitchell, if I look at these wide receivers, right, and you're talking about comping them to their peers, I think he wins in a similar way that Rome wins, right? And not the same eclipse, like at the same facet, right, or the same tempo, but you're talking about these savvy route runners, right, that, you know, they're double-moving guys. They they have that rocker step at the top of the stem, yeah. right? It's the, it's the head nods. It's the arms, right? It's 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 um it's very nuanced route running, and they understand it, right? And, and that's what I get from A.D. Mitchell, too, and I'm not saying that he should be in that top tier. I'm not saying that. I, I, I think he's a potentially a tier below that, right? But yeah. you're getting some good value with the wide receiver, and I, it's something – that DP, when I initially watched him, I looked at his athletic ability, right? How does he get open? How does he separate things like that? And then as you continue watching him through the season, you appreciate the fact of the IQ part, right? That I understand how to get open. And as we say, you liking him to some of these wide receivers that, hey, maybe they're not going to wow you with the, the four fours or anything like that, right? But, man, you see them in their ability to get vertical. Like, I think even the game was that Kansas State of BYU, man, he had a vertical shot. I think Malik Murphy was playing, right? Beautiful football, he just beat the defender, right? So this is a, yeah. another high-end, high-level guy that I think at Texas, one-year production, I do believe, DP, that he's just starting to scratch the surface. We've seen him in a playoff game when he was able to go up and go get that football, right? And it was like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> he got it, right? And, he, and that's some of the things that he's able to offer. So, yeah, he, he, he uh, A.B. Mitchell, man, is another guy that has consistently risen – up my position rankings, right? My wide receiver rankings because of what he can do from, uh, I would say from the shoulders up. He's just, he, I think he just simply understands how to play the game of football. But DP, that's wrapping up one through seven, right? I want to finish this thing off, man, because I have some rather intriguing names when it comes eight through 10. We're going to have some really good conversations about some guys because it's going to be a player there that everybody's going to be like, wait, hold on. Why is he much higher? So stay tuned, man, as we get into these wide receiver rankings. 
Guys, we wrapped up Christmas. We've wrapped up the NFL regular season. And now within the playoffs means that there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. Listen to me. New customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when they place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets win or lose. The app is super easy to use. And guys, there's so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and so much more. So all you need to do is this. Go and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin in a time where there's so many different viral infections going around at the moment. I can imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife, my son, my, my, some of my best friends, anyone I loved got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial infections, including respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us, guys. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. Let's close this thing out. Let's bring it home, Keith. At number eight, you have another LSU Bengal Tiger, Brian Thomas Jr. Uh, at number eight, you have uh, Xavier Worthy, the running mate to Adonai Mitchell, wide receiver out of Texas. And at number 10, we have the lone Georgia Bulldog, Lad McConkey. Keith, I think... Where I would where I would like to start is Brian Thomas Jr., man, a guy that seems to be rising up draft boards. Talk to the people. I, I listen. We I, I know what I think about him: big, athletic, vertical threat, great ball skills. But kind of tell the people why he's right here where he is. And some people might ask Keith, why isn't he higher? Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this right because I can talk about what I see on film. Um, but I know people like numbers and stats to put things in the context. And I put him at so I put him at wide receiver eight. And this was before this guy. I'm about to read a tweet. This is before this guy tweeted this out. And obviously, we have our scouting meetings, DP with the draft network. And in my scouting profile, I talked about this, right? I talked about the fact that he's a vertical guy. He runs a lot of vertical routes. It appears that he runs some of the same routes over and over and over again. The speed is evident, right? But it's a lot of free access releases, meaning that there's not a corner immediately in his face. So just like we talked about potentially with Rome, right? Brian Thomas is a build-up speed guy. But the problem is this, that with Rome, you see him work the intermediate portions of the field. You see him on end breakers, right? Brian Thomas is strictly on the outside. His goals, his hitches, his curls. And that was my conversation with you guys a couple weeks ago, right? About Brian Thomas. But you know, I, I I watch the film and I lean on the film more than I lean on stats. But I was on Twitter a couple of days ago and I decided to save this tweet because uh, I wanted to talk about this and to help people put this and contextualize it because I know sometimes numbers are easier to kind of digest. Um, 
our guy Brett Collerman, man, he tweeted out. He said that this stat sounds completely made up. He said, but 66% of all routes run by Brian Thomas Jr. were either go routes, curls, or hitches. 41% were just curls or hitches. So 66%, that's two-thirds, right? So that's that's seven out of 10 routes almost. It's almost seven out of 10 routes, DP. 70% of the time, you're running on a vertical plane, meaning that you're running straight forward or you're running and stopping, right? Because to be completely honest, ain't that much different between a curl and a hitch, right? No, so, no it's, it's really not. <laughs> so I wanted to have it like, and, and that's why I wanted to put this conversation, DP, was that that's what I seen on film, right? And I wanted to put the stats behind it because I want to say, hey, this is a larger conversation and stay with me locked on family, right? Our, our every day is, this is a conversation that nobody's talking about, right? Like th- that's not realistic, to take a guy in the top 10, top 15, and he's only going to run three routes for you, right? And you see it on film. Go back to the Alabama game. What did Alabama do? Alabama, I think Brian Thomas, and I talked about the variance in production, right? It'll be some games where he goes eight catches for 200 yards, right? Then he'll go some games, three catches for 50 yards, right? There there needs to be consistency, if you ask me, from a wide receiver. One, does he have the potential to do it? Yes, but there is a conversation about putting him at wide receiver three and there are other elements to his game that needs to be developed. And as we talk about seven out of ten routes um, is 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 straight line. Shout out to Brett, man. With he's always dropping nuggets about numbers and 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 time and bringing that analytics to it. Stuff that's like the deeper dive of analytics, right? Not just a box score, but like to 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 hear that number, Keith, sixty six percent. That's a high number. Yeah, and of routes. that's why. I, and, you know, DP, we talked about it in our scholar meeting, right? And, and you know, I told you, I was like, I don't know. It looked like this guy runs on a vertical plane a lot. And, but, like you said, to add the numbers, and I, I I seen the shock factor on your face, DP, when you actually seen the number, right? And that's what I want to convey to our everyday is, is yes, that, that is a high clip. It's one thing to just say I see it on film, but just to know that almost seven out of every ten routes are the same route. Man, when, when the numbers and the film match up, there's no better marriage in the game, baby, when the numbers and film match up, Keith. And I think that's that's a big thing because the re- that's why I don't have them, you know, you know, because I'll have my rankings within the next, you know, probably week or two, um, you know, on the draftnetwork.com as well. But that's why I won't have them that high because, Keith, at the end of the day, like, I need to see you win in the intermediate portion of the field and because and, it depends on how high am I going to draft you or uh, do I view you as a wide receiver one do I view you as a wide receiver two or are you more of a specialty a case you know what I mean where you're just the deep threat that kind of are you the is he a bigger Brandon Cooks where Brandon Cooks didn't run a ton of routes especially early on it was a lot of goals post curls and in, in, curls and hitches I've seen DP the, the comp I've seen and it's another LSU wide receiver DJ Chark oh yeah yeah it's a lot of i've seen that a a decent Mm -hmm. amount and i actually i don't mind it i don't quote me on that i'm not staying saying to that uh comp but i I really don't mind that comp at all but yeah man and i want to wrap this up by just mentioning two other guys real quick man xavier worthy vertical threat the only thing is is the consistent with the hands and this this is a guy that can move from nine to, to five because i think he is the most explosive wide receiver in this class, if you watch the Oklahoma State game, quick screen. He took that quick screen and he just ran. Yeah, he, he ran past people, just flat out ran past people. And then wrapping this thing up with Lad McConkey from Georgia. Yes, Georgia has a wide receiver. Check him out. He does all the details. He does all the good things. He does things the right way. And I, I just Dane's think he's going to be a productive dude. player. He's a dude. 
Yeah, yeah. There you go. Another Dame's dude, man. I, DP, I think I got two, two, maybe three Dame dudes do? on here. So it's, it's sprinkled in there, DP. I, try, I tried to, I tried to show well, love, three because Rome, three. Yeah, Rome. That's why I say Rome. That's why I, I threw in Rome too. But man, yeah, that that wraps up my wide receiver rankings. Man, we're talking about one through ten, and like we're gonna say, man, this 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 process, right? Is is it's a situation that we're gonna keep fluid, right? As long as we get these different data points, we're gonna keep this thing going and keeping it flowing. No, like Keith, listen. It was fun kind of going through having getting the, the experts um, analysis on why the top 10 wide receiver rankings kind of fell fell into, well, you know, kind of, you know, went the way it went. And so I definitely appreciate that, Keith. And like I said, man, we went through running backs, wide receivers. We're going to have corners. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming up. But, you know, later on this week, we, we might have a surprise episode with a Mr. Jim Nagy for you guys. So. It's, it's a lot coming down the pipeline. We're getting ready for the senior bowl, baby. Yep, 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 man. And I want to wrap this show up by saying, man, shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day, man. Yes, I, like I said, man, if you haven't hit the like button, go hit the like button. If you haven't commented, drop your top 10 wide receivers, right? If you disagree or you agree, go ahead and comment, man. Talk to us because we like to talk back, man. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, Go ahead and subscribe to the channel, man. This is the best draft content that you will find out there in the draft sphere, man. I almost messed that word up, DP. It kind of is a little tricky. almost got to me. But, man, listen, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at the Talent Code. That right there, man. My God, Damian Parson. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. And like we always like to say, y'all talk to us because we like to talk back. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On for a Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. Listen, on tomorrow's show, we're going to get into J.J. McCarthy, quarterback from Michigan. We asked, was he ready for the NFL? Well, he said, I am, and he declared to go to the NFL draft. So we're going to talk about that and where his draft stock will look like. I'm getting into the film tonight. We're going to have all that conversation on tomorrow's show. So listen. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.